Hi, and welcome back to the Gucci podcast. Gucci Beauty has just launched its new beautifying foundation and primer, and artist and creator Lily Gavin features in the new campaign. Chosen for her free-spirited attitude, Lily sits down with her friend, actress and athlete Amy Mullins, to chat about what beauty means today, and the pair reveal their beauty tips and tricks. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. This is Lily Gavin, and I'm here with my dear friend Amy Mullins. Hi. I'm Amy Mullins, and I'm here with my dear friend Lily. And um, do you want to tell everyone where we are? Yes, we are recording from Friar Park in the countryside of England, in Oxfordshire. Yeah, in a really special place. It's very special. We have gnomes. We're surrounded by gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) All sorts of creatures. Exactly. Magical. Um, and, And why are we here today? We're here to discuss all things beauty. What beauty means to us, I guess. Yeah. And, um... I'm very excited to find out what beauty means to you. Seeing as, everyone, drum roll. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, like, avoiding the reason why we're here. <laughs> yeah. The reason we is, guys, we're celebrating the launch of the newest Gucci Beauty campaign starring Lily Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's really exciting. It's really beautiful. But so that makes me, you know, I, I do want to talk to you about this because yeah. you're smart and I'm interested in your ideas about beauty because it it can be a charged topic. Definitely. And um, I mean, I think also being my age, I'm 25, I think we're living in a really strange time where we're constantly bombarded with images of beauty, um, some of which feel beautiful and some of which don't resonate as beauty to me, I'd say. That's interesting. Do you find that with um, sort of images of the moment, or is it? Do you look at images of different eras, and do you feel that way? Do you feel that certain eras resonate more than others, or do you feel that right now you find it discordant that you, that there's some things that feel that think, they speak to you and others that don't? Yeah, I think the things that probably speak to me less are some of the things that I feel my generation particularly are kind of bombarded with in terms of what beautiful is meant to look like. And, you know, as we know and as we've been talking about for the past few hours, beauty really comes from within. It does. And we've, I think we also, we are told that. We're told that when we're children. But then everything that we see, yeah, typically in advertising, runs counter to the idea that, beauty comes from within and I think until very recently there was such a exclusionary aspect to what our society is considered beautiful that it was felt like it wasn't inviting to most people and I find what's really exciting about where this where advertising has is going at least in the last couple years and certainly a Gucci is truly more diversity and a more inclusive holistic sense of beauty and I think people are responding to that because they see they see people that look like them people that they know you know they they, they can see themselves in it definitely and I think it's always you know it's always dangerous territory when you're looking to the outside to 
understand what beauty is or to try and feel the beauty of yourself. And I think what I do find at Gucci, which I don't find in many places, is this idea that, you know, and specifically with makeup too and thinking about how, you know, what I like, because I don't really wear that much makeup, but what I do like about makeup is the more theatrical side of it, the more, you know, when makeup is used really as a way to express yourself and not hide yourself, not not to look like someone else, to just play. And I think Gucci has a sense of humor. It's playful. It's fun. It's not, you know, wear this and this and this in order for everyone to look the same. It's like everyone looks completely different. Yes, which is, I mean, amen for that. Because we do look completely different. And so much of, for for too long, people, I think, felt the need to conform Mm -hmm. to something and you know, we certainly saw that with trends and cosmetic surgery and whatnot. And rather than you know embrace your quote unquote flaws because yeah. it's what differentiates you from from everyone. Yeah, and, and not to commercialize flaws either, and then make that a whole nother yeah. category <laughs> yeah. of yeah. authenticity, which <laughs> isn't authenticity. It's about really just being able to be yourself and not. Yeah, feel that you need to be anyone other than yourself. But and also ex- explore who you are right now. Which changes. Because it wasn't who you were five yeah. years ago. Or one year ago. No. Or true. yesterday. Since <laughs> <laughs> then that kind of month. Yeah. <laughs> I just actually looked up beauty in the dictionary. I like to do this. But this is from Oxford, English Dictionary, since we're in mm-hmm. Oxford. And it, the first entry, beauty is a combination of qualities such as shape, color, or form that pleases the aesthetic senses, especially the sight. That's completely subjective. Yeah. That is like, that's as subjective as it gets, which is fantastic. Because that, that could mean anything to anyone. Yeah. And it should. What bums me out is the second entry. Do you see this? A beautiful woman. Yes. And then quote. I wonder who the, wrote the, that The one. example is, she was considered a great beauty in her youth. That makes me want to throw the phone across the room because it's just so antiquated. Yeah. You know, it's not old fashioned in any kind of good way. It's like, I, you know, we, we met one of my dear friends earlier today in her early seventies and she's magnificent. I mean, I feel like there are so many examples of men and women around us and however anyone identifies where if they feel that they can own their own space and claim their own space. And, you know, obviously this has been a year of struggle for, and, and, and the communication of people talking about how historically so many people don't feel the right to own their own space. And certainly I think women have always known that, you know, in any minority group, women are at the bottom of the heap in any, in any, any minority group. They are, they have inequity all over the world. And yet this, sense of I think never never more than the present moment do I see so many images of beautiful women of all ages and shapes sizes backgrounds who have been given permission or I should say given permission who have taken yeah the taken their power and claimed their power and given themselves permission to own their own space and when you see that happen, it's radiant. And the freedom that comes with that. Sometimes it feels uncomfortable to even sit in your beauty or claim it. Well, we've, I think that's conditioning. Yeah. I think that we've been 
a lot of us have been trained to slink out of our power mm-hmm. and to not be brilliant. And, and because we're, we're conditioned to think that that might be threatening to other people, you know, that we like uh, people when they don't feel, well, you know, there's a phrase too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much, too much yourself, <laughs> too much yourself. <laughs> what the hell with that? No, I think, I think it's a real struggle for, for so many of us to be ourselves. And, and when you actually, the more and more you find out who you are, who that particular unique person is, the more beautiful you get. And I think for a lot of women, it doesn't happen until later in No, life. it happens much later. And that's what I was about to say. You know, when I think about who's someone who I really look up to in terms of just feeling like the presence of a really beautiful spirit in my life. It's my great grandmother. And she, I'm thinking like what made her so beautiful? And it's a gracefulness. It's just a gracefulness in the way she treated people, in the way she'd sit, in the way she'd look at someone. Like it's grace. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I feel like has been a bit lost in kind of modern ideas of what is beautiful? What do you think are qualities of grace? I'm intrigued by this. Do you think dignity has something to do with it? I think not a hard, stern dignity, but a dignity that... I don't mean dignity for show. I mean a sense of a yeah, moral or ethical definitely, compass. I, definitely. And when you come across someone who's who really has a strong moral compass, who really sits comfortably in their belief of what's what's good, what's right, what's kind. Like that person comes off as really beautiful to me. And I think my great grandmother was she was like that. She was one of the kindest people and also like one of the most elegant. You know, was I used to smell that? her lipsticks and so uh, they were gold and I just gosh, you but know, it wasn't just that. If you had to dress and the lips it's just but it sometimes radiated a, but, out of her. But you know, truthfully, in my experience, sometimes the lipsticks and the makeup is a way in mm-hmm. to that grace. Mm-hmm. Because there are plenty of days that I wake up or you know, afternoons where I know I have to back before COVID, you know, get ready for an event or something like that. And I just don't feel great. Yeah. I don't feel beautiful. I don't you know, maybe it's like, ugh, you just really don't feel like it's your best self. And Sometimes it is the clothes and, you know, a swipe of a red lip or something, a yeah. swipe of Which is, mascara you, that suddenly just helps a certain you. energy. It, like you can carry yourself It helps you. Yeah. It, it, it's a way in yeah. to finding that yeah. attitude in yourself that goes, okay, actually, yeah. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I always remember Nora Ephron wrote this essay about aging called something like I, I feel bad about my neck or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, I think she was in her late sixties when she wrote it, but she talked about how the travesty for so many women is that you feel like you're not enough. And she said, I promise you, you're never going to look better than you do right now <laughs> because in another five years, 10 years, you're going to look back at yourself now and think, I actually looked great. Yeah. <laughs> so just, you should just put a bikini on when you were 27 and stay in it. And just, <laughs> just do your stay, thing. Just stay in it because you look great. And there, I, I think about that often when I, if I do have that little hamster voice in my head that's like, yeah. then I just think, no, no, just stop it and notice everything in your body that works. 
Yeah, and get rid of that fear of aging. Because, you know, it's that thing where even my grandmother, she'll look at a picture of herself when she's 50 and be like, wow, I look sexy. You know, and now you're like, I don't want to be 50 yet, but 50 is sexy. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I don't know. It's, it's, um, it is at least, I feel like I see so many more women today and, and men in advertising. I mean, men that traditionally have never had to deal with the kind of stuff that women deal with, but no, you know, we won't even go there. Yeah, forget that. But, but so let's stick with women in advertising mm-hmm. that are older, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it really used to bum me out when you think about seeing someone who you know is 14 and they're advertising an anti-wrinkle cream. It's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Just, just don't, don't insult people. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's so much more interesting when you have uh, women who've got some mileage yeah. under their belt. Some just, wisdom. Some, it's exactly. some actual knowledge yes. and experience. And that comes with experience, which comes with wrinkles. Uh, it does. It does. <laughs> it does. The roadmap of your life yeah. is written all over your face. Yeah. No. I mean, I wouldn't go, I mean, I'm obviously still a baby. You are a baby. <laughs> but, I you are. but I'm a baby. But I wouldn't go back to being 18 for anything. And I'm sure when I'm 30, I wouldn't go back to be in this age either i don't want to go back well, to I'm 40 ago. i'm I 45 like... i and when i go back to 25 uh i you know i had a lot of fun yeah. 25 was fun but i'm having a lot of fun now i mean granted there's the the umbrella of this bizarre mm-hmm. year notwithstanding i actually i love my life yeah. i love my life and i i think the main thing is that if you can if you can honestly say to yourself at every stage of your life i'm really trying to squeeze every drop out of this that I can. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fully, I'm as present as I can be in, on this day, in this moment. And I can have gratitude for like I said, everything in my body that yeah. works and work on the things that I can. Yeah. But realize it's, you know, we're, we're being carried around by a pretty miraculous mm-hmm. machine. Yeah. And that in itself is beautiful. I mean, we are part of nature. Yeah. And we just need to figure out how to use this machine better. <laughs> I just realized that, like, t- t- you know, trees sort of put mm. on lipstick in the, yeah. in the autumn. Yeah. It's a big swipe of red and, then we and shed orange. in the winter. Yeah. It's true. Exfoliate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Nature's telling us what we need to do. Yeah. But we season. don't listen. <laughs> we just don't listen. Actually, I've been really good lately with a skincare. Mm. That's been my one, like, a one good thing about um, quarantining and all that stuff. What's your routine? I've just been more diligent about it. I now do sort of a two-step cleanse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Even my husband's doing it. It's hilarious. Like, he never had a skincare routine in his life. And, of course, he has perfect, beautiful skin. But it's sort of become a little ritual of ours yeah. and it's kind of sweet. Rituals are really important. They're really important, yeah. especially when time, any kind of ritual, a strange concept, especially when you lose all your twenties <laughs> to being quarantined. <laughs> your 25 is gone. <laughs> no, I do. I do, um, like a witch hazel mm. sort of after, after a cleanse. And then I've been doing layering. Like I do ser- a serum and then I do, um, like a very light, like I have 
hyaluronic acid mm-hmm. moisturizer. This is all going to matter to you yeah. in 20 years, I promise. You're gonna, in 20 years, you're going to be like, wait, Amy, what did you say? Yeah. Now I'm like, <laughs> as I'm 65 and coating mm-hmm. myself in oil. <laughs> That's true, too. Chocolate is important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then oil, you know, especially now. Yeah, especially in winter. in winter in England. Mm-hmm. That's that's very important. I have the most. Not that you asked. I have the most. I was going to ask. <laughs> basic. You look like you just wake up. You just wake up and look like that. Don't you? Uh, no, I um, uh, I just put cream on my face, <laughs> <laughs> and I always wear a little bit of lipstick because I feel kind of naked without lipstick. Really? Yeah. You have a very very natural. Yeah. Shade. My mom always put lipstick. Maybe it's the smell, just a bit of lipstick. It's funny you say that about the smell. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. There is something. I remember the first lipstick I ever bought um, at like a drugstore yeah. at Woolworths on my bike. And it was a big deal because yeah. I was 12 and I was not allowed <laughs> to wear makeup. No way. But I would play with, mm. you know, my mom had like her kind of discard makeup in a. She didn't throw it away for now. She just put it in a shoebox. That I guess I was allowed to sort of do dress up and I would sort of do a real, a Cleopatra. Like I would do Elizabeth Taylor turquoise. <laughs> like huge. You should huge. bring that back. I want to know what you think about what a disruptive notion of beauty means. Um, I, it sounds like it's an academic question. I actually think it's really instinctive. What, what I guess in your gut? In your gut, it's just disrupting one idea that you had of beauty. So when you were a little girl, did you think you were going to be the face of a beauty campaign? Definitely not. I mean, I distinctly had something against modeling as a kid. (laughs) If there was anything I was not going to be, it was a model. And now I feel like I was really uptight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I'm a bit looser in all my concepts. Yeah, you did photographs beautiful. Yeah, no, I love the picture. And I just... But, but it is very funny that both you and I have... But I think growing up in, in New York and, you know, and not feeling a lot of empowerment for models, I really saw... I knew a lot of models when I was younger, and I it, it, it was not an uplifting, encouraging <laughs> situation. It was no not... No scintillating conversation? Not, no, no, yeah. just more that what they even had to go through. And, yeah. the pro, you know, yeah. and that's the thing is that from the outside, a there's a lot of distortion and misconception about these kind of glamorous well that's how I got that's how I got into it because it was so clear to me that when you looked at most fashion advertising certainly I'm thinking like a swimsuit calendar here you would amputate part of a nose and or you could add prosthetic to a breast cavity that was an, and that was enhancement yeah but you amputated part of a limb and added a prosthetic and it was disability if it was me yeah and I thought well I don't, I don't buy that. No. I don't buy that that you know you can manipulate an image either digitally or you manipulate a body surgically, and there's you know just because someone said, well this was a medical need so therefore it's not beautiful and this is elective therefore it's beautiful. I think yeah. that's just bananas. Yeah, and that was really an you know an exploration I needed to. Have take personally I needed to go and do that yeah. to find out because the same thing I never in a million years uh, thought I was would be a model or wanted to and it was sort of embarrassing but in your in and I guess in that way 
you know, even the fact that we're sitting here and having this conversation, there's a storytelling that's attached to the images, whereas I never took for granted how powerful images were and the influence they had over people. And, you know, as being a storyteller in my own ways, I would never want to be a part of something that was selling a lie. Right. And that's so important. Whereas I'm in, I am interested. I could be part of something that's selling a story. A story. Yes. A story. A, a, a fantasy I'm all for because I think fantasies and fables are very important. That's where we spend our days. <laughs> in it's our true. Minds. In our imagination. But not saying, you know, look at this person. They're so happy. They're so beautiful. You should buy into this. No. When we don't know that person's story. and. But I think that's actually what's interesting about... Um, you know, Gucci. Gucci we want to you. know the person's well, story. I mean, the people should yeah. know your story. Yeah. They should know about your brilliant photography and you know the the filmmaking you're embarking on. I mean, it, there is. I think the use of the Ellie Goldstein was part of a recent campaign with with Gucci, and you know she's a 18 year old model who has Down syndrome, and it was a huge response yeah. to that. And like that is. Fanta- beyond fantastic yeah. that's so galvanizing like me 23 years ago you know s- starting a foray kind of by happenstance into, yeah. into modeling <laughs> with you know it was just just so lonely yeah at the time it was really a really lonely thing and it really felt like I was so fortunate to, to have the few people who did say no no, no this is really interesting let's we need to expand these incredibly narrow confines of of what we say is beautiful yeah and but it's taken a couple decades (laughs) to get to to really for people to go oh right and keep pushing it keep pushing it wider and wider and wider and I really do feel like when you see these campaigns that are showing us faces and bodies you know that we see on the street in our lives at school but you never see them in advertising. Mm-hmm. When we see them in advertising, it's like, well, of course. And of course it's beautiful. And of course we should be seeing that in advertising because it's as honest as it gets. Yeah. It's, you know, that I, I really do feel, you know, Billie Jean King is a, is a friend of mine and she always says, that, you know, if, if you can see it, you can be it. Mm-hmm. That was her whole thing about uh, playing that Battle of the Sexes match mm-hmm. that was a huge kind of stunt, right? Yeah. Like a media stunt. But it's really uncanny how many women it, from their 60s on down who were young when they watched that said how important that was for them to feel like... That could be them. That could be them. Or the, but not as a tennis player, no. but just as a, as a woman... Energetically. Sh- yes. Sharing, <clears throat> sharing a stage, being powerful, being excellent you know, being radiant. And so I do think it's really important. And I do think when you see companies like what Gucci's doing, actually taking that responsibility seriously to say this, we, we actually are helping shape the ideas of, of and, young people everywhere. Yeah, and not waiting for someone else to do it. And then you feel that you have permission to do it too. And then it's cool. But being the visionary to say, I'm interested in this person. I'm yes. interested in this face and this story. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's, but I mean, I think it's really exciting yeah. that you're, it's now you, Lily Gavin. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of amazing to be the photographer who goes in front of the lens yeah. for this. And I felt great in front of the lens. Did too. you? That's yeah. so good. And that's the funny thing is that that's, that's this dual thing going on. I'm actually surprised to hear that. Yeah. I thought that you it would be like, oh, it wasn't a nice experience. That's so great. Yeah, it was liberating. That's, you know, uh-oh. No, no, that, that's super. <laughs> What's interesting about that is to mm-hmm. realize that I had that experience too. And it was somebody caring who gave me permission mm-hmm. to feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's unfortunate that sometimes it does, it does take you know, someone else to set the it stage for you. It does, it does, it does, it does, it does. And then you, but then you go, wow, actually, I, I, I feel good. Yeah. And you just start to like flex and feel other parts of yourself that don't come out when you're thinking about writing or if you're thinking about camera equipment or if you're thinking about other people and how they need to be presented, you know, and you can just own the stage of it. Who was the first person you told when you... Um, I guess Tyrone, because we were on a road trip in Thailand. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> Wait, this is kind of sorry. How did this come about? We were on a road trip in Thailand. We were near Chiang Mai with a good friend of ours who's Thai, who's bringing us to this. Um, well, that's a whole nother story. But anyways, um, and I got some messages, which I think I told you earlier. I kind of thought were spam, <laughs> and I didn't have any. So I was like, for a global beauty campaign, whatever. Spam. I was like, this is just spam. I mean, this Jokers. is a lot. <laughs> um, and then my agent said, no, no, this isn't spam. And then I was in Italy, kind of with an amazing crew, and you know, things always dots connect because my friend Thomas DeCliver is the head of makeup at Gucci and we're really good friends and just it felt right you know it didn't feel like I was going against my younger self who said no I'm not going to be a model I'm going to be an very serious person yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. never going to wear so lipstick I love it. yeah exactly <laughs> I was like oh I can play I can feel good I can have fun like this is another side of me that needs to express itself and not be pigeonholed into one thing i think and, that's uh, the essence of a modern woman yeah is that you don't need to hide no something even if it is frivolous yeah. and you know seemingly yes yeah. surface like yeah. if something is like painting pa- painting your face a little yeah. bit that yeah, to, to, to just, feel different yeah, to bring to, out a different side of yourself lighten up a bit too, yeah, sometimes. to lighten up or to channel a mood that you need yeah. to channel for, yeah. for a certain yeah moment in your life and that's why I was saying I would never go back you know to my teenage years or even a year ago because I do feel like I'm very conscious about constantly evolving and as we were saying earlier peeling those layers of the onion that you eventually want to get rid of yeah and um and so much comes out of that and more freedom comes out of that the more you get to kind of accept these other sides of yourself and not judge them it would be incredible if women could feel that acceptance of of all these facets themselves younger and younger yeah because ultimately those judgments didn't come from myself you know they say we're born wise we're born pure and then 
all the junk starts getting layered on. And then it's our job to strip it off and not be the victim of other people's stuff. But, you know, it's funny. I went to Bard and probably if I was had peeled some of those layers earlier on, I'd be up, you know, I would have been maybe painting or in a theater class or who knows, you know, and I studied the history of art and ended up writing an 100 page thesis on the on the significance of benches and oh my um, God. I can't even I'm not, I, I don't we're not gonna get into that I, but I love everything you do but I don't want to read yeah that. no and um but I have to say it was kind of interesting because it was Maybe there's an excerpt you could send me. there's an excerpt and it was actually a fun read you know it was kind of taking something mundane that no one thinks about and thinking about how that's existed in society. And Did life. you notice the benches today? Yeah, that's what I was saying. There's so many benches here. Well, I, was, no, I didn't realize like it was because you wrote a hundred page <laughs> thesis on it. It was really. more like a philosophical <laughs> meandering. Um, but anyways, now I just feel so much more in my element and kind of so much clearer about what feels good and, and kind of my direction of where I'm going and, that's There's an exciting strength place and energy to be. in that. Yeah. But it takes work. <laughs> it does. A lot of inner work. It does. It does. But that's the that's that quality we talked about when it comes full circle. Mm-hmm. It's the quality we talked about which it makes people radiant. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Look at you. Yeah. She's I wish you guys could see her now. She's got the most gorgeous, gorgeous shine <laughs> on her cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're blushing. I'm blushing. blushing. Yeah, I'm blushing. Um, I'm really talk. I'm so thrilled that you invited me to do this podcast yeah, with you. I'm honored. Uh, should we end it on? Uh, we'll end on it there. Note. Yeah, I think we could wish everyone ha- yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. And uh, stay safe. Keep finding the light. Yeah, because there always is light. There always is. And reach out to your friends. Yeah. Love you all. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Discover more about Gucci Beauty's new foundation and primer and the campaign featuring Lily Gavin in the episode's notes.